This is a Timmet podcast. This podcast is part of the series On the Marge. The title of this episode is Laws of Motion. Laws of Motion. Hi, Chuck here from the Walnut Crescent Bed and Breakfast. Let me be very clear right from the start. I do not know Marcia very well. I mean, I used to see her frequently. Everybody used to see her frequently. She seemed to be on every committee and part of every organization. She had strong opinions on every controversial subject and was frequently quoted in the papers. She appeared like Forrest Gump in newspaper photographs of public events, perhaps standing right behind the mayor or just at the premier's right hand. It seemed that whenever I visited any Whitehorse coffee shop, Marcia was there, holding forth on some subject dear to her heart, to anyone who cared to listen, and also to some who didn't. I don't think that Marcia was actually employed by anyone anywhere. In fact, it was probably unlikely, given her busy schedule as a vital pillar of the community. Let me be very clear right from the start. I do not like Marcia very much. I don't think I'm being overly judgmental. It's just that our values don't seem to overlap. Or maybe it's because I don't know what her values are. I wonder if I'm the only one who noticed that Marcia's strong opinions one day contradicted her equally vocal ideas the next. She spoke out stridently on both sides of diverse issues, such as building the LNG plant, expanding gravel quarries, and fracking. And she enthusiastically supported all three sides on questions of shooting foxes at the airport and cutting up federal election signs. Other than in coffee shops during the week, I used to encounter Marcia most frequently at Friday evening art show openings, where her loud declarations of being a patron of the arts were overshadowed by her dedicated attention to the free food and wine. I never actually saw her admire any of the works on display. Instead, she would stand by the food table, and I don't believe I'm exaggerating to say that she devoted herself single-mindedly to consuming way more than her share. And on several occasions, after noticing her rapt attention to the cheese and dessert at Arts Underground, I sauntered over to Yukon Artists at Work to find her disposing of the hors d'oeuvres there. I'm sorry, there's no more wine, my artist friend once apologized glumly. Marcia drank it all. So when I was invited to represent Engineers Yukon and give a short speech at the Yukon Lego Robotics Challenge for grade 6 students, you might understand my lack of enthusiasm when I discovered that I would be sharing the platform with Marcia. I never actually figured out why she was speaking there at all or what her connection was to the contest. In any case, she was to speak first, I was to speak second, and some nice woman from the Department of Education was to speak third. We sat there side by side on our three chairs in the school gym while the Master of Ceremonies gave a very short introduction and turned the podium over to Marcia. Marcia got up and spoke, and as she did so, I went over my four-minute speech in my head. Marcia kept speaking, and after five minutes, I could see the plight grade sixes starting to shift uncomfortably in their places on the bleachers. After 10 minutes, 
I had condensed my four-minute speech to two minutes and exchanged rolled eyes with the education lady on my right, while the grade sixes displayed definite signs of impatience. Fifteen minutes into Marsh's speech, I had pared mine down to thirty seconds and exchanged frantic hand signals with the education lady, trying to figure out if there was anything we could do to speed things up. At that point, when one student fell or, or was pushed off the end of the bleachers, it was a welcome diversion to everyone. Everyone, that is, except for Marcia, who considered speaking enthusiastically, oblivious to the seething discomfort around her. Finally, finally, Marcia came to the end of her speech and gave one final radiant smile over the gym full of restless grade sixes, who, by this time, were standing up thinking that we were ready to start. Marcia backed up and sat triumphantly on her chair. What Marcia had not appreciated, however, was that the education lady and I, in our efforts to speed things up, had each moved over one chair to the left so that we would be that much closer to the podium and cut the interspeaker time to a minimum. Thus, when Marcia sat down, she sat squarely on my lap. Actually, it wasn't exactly squarely that she sat on my lap. The buttock lap interface was not quite perfect, due perhaps to the disproportionate ratio of our dessert consumptions at the art openings. The sudden impact of one body in motion with one body at rest followed Newton's law in the transfer of momentum from the former to the latter and caused one leg of the chair to buckle due to the resulting force of compression. The actual robotics challenge was an anticlimax after that. Yes, robots were tested and a good time was had by all. When it came time to hand out the prizes, Marcia had disappeared, so the education lady and I did the honours. Everyone probably would have forgotten about Marcia's contribution to demonstrating the laws of motion if it hadn't been for the video. One of the restless grade sixes, equipped with iPhone, had captured the end of Marcia's speech and her collapse into my lap, as well as the ensuing destruction of the chair and frantic flailing on the floor. It was on YouTube before the end of the day, and was included on the CBC online news before the next morning, and had gone viral before the end of the week. I think it even briefly appeared on the Huffington Post website. The images clearly showed us both fighting to regain equilibrium, Marcia waving wildly, and my arms wrapped tightly around her body, hanging on desperately to her conveniently large bosom. After that, I continued to attend art show openings. But things had changed. There was always lots of food and wine, as people milled around, appreciating what the artists were showing. Marcia had disappeared. Her picture did not appear even once in the newspapers. Whitehorse coffee shops struggled to compensate. I had no idea what had happened. I sometimes imagined that Maybe propelled by the wild success of the YouTube video, Marcia had gone on to a new career as a teacher of Newtonian physics. But that was six months ago. You might imagine my surprise when, at an art show opening just a few weeks ago, I ran into Marcia again. Actually, I didn't recognize her at first. She was at least 50 pounds lighter. And she wasn't hugging the cheese and cracker table. She was the featured artist. Let me be clear. 
I do not like Marcia very much. But her art is wonderful. This has been a Timmet podcast in a series called On the Marge. Instrumental intro and exit are courtesy of Kate Weeks. If you would like more of these podcasts, check out the podcast website at timmet.ca slash podcasts. That's T-I-M-M-I-T dot C-A slash podcasts.